The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I'm your host for today, Rory Magic Powers, and I am joined by my two lovely assistants. On the left is... Joe Embarrassed Scrabbles. Embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed, Joe. It's, it's all normal. It's perfectly normal. Magic Powers. Yeah, you own it. Should I put the glasses back on? Yeah. Will that help? Okay. And I'm also joined by on my right by... Daniel Distraught Cooper. Distraught Cooper. <laughs> we were just um, we were joking before the podcast started that you were using some words that I had never come we across yeah. in my day. We were joking. Basic they are prepositions. Real words. Oh, I wouldn't know anymore because... Uh, I can't have this conversation. For people listening, Rory's wearing a Cyclops visor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just giving incentives to watch. You look like watch the video. You look like a, look like a shit little, RoboCop. I was like, see your little eyes through it. How can yeah. you? Oh, that kind of takes away from it. Yeah, because I, I was it. making eye contact with Joe, but mm. I was actually looking down and drinking my coffee. But I didn't know if he could. The, he, he could I see couldn't. the interesting thing is that when you're looking forwards, I can see Krupa in your reflection. Oh yeah, they're like you just looked ahead. Yeah, just look, look, look forward. Oh, yeah, okay. Joe, me and Joe can have a conversation yeah. through your visor. <laughs> Via the visor. You're bringing people together. You're like this was, um, this was the, the modern equivalent of a Italian whispering wall. There you go, dropping that reference. That was excellent. Yeah. And that's what I was going I for. I saw one of them recently on an episode of Rick Stein. Really? Anyway. Well, that's what I was going for from the get-go. <laughs> um, so we've had a very busy week, doing lots of things, watching lots of movies, going to lots of events. Uh, and one, Show off? Yeah. Well, I've, I've went to a couple cool events today. That is true. Um, but Joe, you wanted mm. to talk about one specific television show. Yeah, I want to talk about Preacher. Yeah. Have you watched it yet? So I haven't watched it yet, and it's a shame because I actually have Amazon Prime as well. It's worth so it. I have no it's excuse. One of, I don't use it for anything. One of the only things worth watching. It's quite a lot of money if you're not using it. It's only like 50 pounds a year, isn't 70 it? 70 quid. Well, and they took it down, I think. Okay. Well, there we go. Because no one was um, using it. Yeah, it's one of the only things worth watching on there. So it's uh, Mr. You Robot? Yeah, that I did not like that show at all. Yeah, um, yeah. The Imitation Game with Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> that's that, a yeah. Amazon Prime exclusive. It follows us on there. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Is um, it really? Yes, oh. that's well worth watching. But anyway, Preacher. You um, have you watched the first episode of Preacher? I watched the first episode. What did you think of it? I liked it. Yeah. I, it's it's quite long. It's like an hour, yeah, it's hour like, long show. And um, I thought it was a good first episode. I was wondering if someone... So I've only read the first um, book of mm-hmm. the graphic novel, um, well, the series. And I thought, if you didn't know what any of this about, very discon- like, like disorientating. So I, and- I watched it with two people who have never read any of the comics, and they were kind of like... Like, I'd given them a small brief, so to explain, it's basically about... Well, this is the thing. It takes an hour for this to happen. But essentially, the book starts at the point at which uh, a sort of disillusioned Texas preacher has some sort of mystical force enter his body and in the books it makes the church explode and he vaporizes the entire town Mm. that does not happen in this um so they're already making changes which i'm quite happy with because preacher is 
pretty full on as yeah. far as uh, comic books go. I, I read it all recently. It's like as the comic books are something that you are meant to enjoy as a teenager because they are morally reprehensible. Parents would hate them. Love that and, stuff. Loved it. <laughs> this guy. I was a wild one. Blasph- I was a wild blasphemy, one. Blasphemy, <laughs> swearing, violence. Like, it's got the whole lot. It's so, truly unpleasant. So, the, like, the character of Preacher, this goes to show how little I know about mm-hmm. the series. What is his actual ability, like, his actual power? So, in again, we don't fully know what's how they're pitching it in the show. But in gotcha. the comic books, the thing that is in him gives him the power of the word of God. And he can tell anyone to do anything, and they will do it literally. Oh, I like that. That's like code yes stuff going on right there. Right. So we see a glimpse of that yeah, at the end of this. Something happens, which is which I don't want to give shocking. away. It's, it's amazing. Ooh, yeah. I like this. Um, All right, here's my yeah. next question. Yes. If I offered that gift to you at the price of vaporizing <laughs> your hometown, would mm-hmm. you accept it or not? Absolutely yeah, not. Why not? <laughs> oh my god! Two completely different directions there. Actually, yeah. Well, my well, my hometown's. Ottawa, and I don't know anyone there anymore, so it's fine. <laughs> Later, Ottawa. Get rid. <laughs> I, was just, like, I was doing domestic terrorism. Joe's gone full international. <laughs> yeah. Poor old Canada. Canada's like, it's fine, we'll, we'll clean it up. <laughs> We've only got this wildfire to deal with. You know, oh, well, no. We'll do that as well. Oh, God, don't add to the troubles. I know, right? Unbelievable. The troubles were your deal, it. weren't they? Oh, yeah, sorry. Northern Ireland's gone, that's fine. Various forms of terrorism on today's show. Amazing. Yeah, um, but yeah, basically, I I thought the first episode, from the point of view of someone, I don't call myself a preacher fan because having read it later, the comics made me feel a bit ill a lot of mm. the time. That's and impressive for a comic. I think like. well, they're really unpleasant, and I think they were written with like quite bad intentions. A lot of them, like there's some really questionable material in them. Okay, like um, there's like. There's a really virulent strain of homophobia that runs through the comics, which makes it feel really unpleasant to read as someone who like actually cares about that stuff. Yeah. Um, if you're a teenager, you just you wouldn't might not notice it. You might just think it's jokes, but it's actually quite mean spirited. Um, but the the actual the the kind of running story of Preacher is so entertaining that I read all of it because it's just like great, like it's really propulsive and weird. I think um, the first episode suggests that they're going to do some of. You know, you talk about creatively violent and shocking things. Yes. There's some stuff in the first episode that I've never seen on done before. There's a thing involving a champagne bottle. Oh, Christ. Yeah, that's amazing. And I was like, where oh. is it put? Well, not, put, not, not where you're thinking. Oh, okay. yeah, absolutely not where you're thinking. I was no, 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 I've never no. seen <laughs> that before. And, 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 and I've watched you... a lot of horror movies. And it's like really surprising. Yeah. And, and it's a really nice introduction to, like, like again yeah. without spoilers it's a really nice introduction to the character of Cassidy because you don't know what's going on and then like suddenly that, when yeah that guy's great Joe Gilgan yeah he's in Misfits as well yeah he? and um, this is England this he's is so funny oh, yeah. this is England he grew up in Chorley which is like the town over from where I grew up and he mm. went to college where a lot of my friends went he's just naturally funny yeah although his Irish accent I couldn't tell what he was saying initially well I think that's the point though I think they're making <laughs> mm. him like full on like this guy is so Irish, and they don't. Mm. And like, I was worried they were going to subtitle him, um, and they don't. Like, yeah. uh, which is nice. Like, it feels kind of, it feels like they get the spirit of the comic book, which is that it's meant to be slightly out of control. Mm. Um, and yeah, like That's you say, a great sequence. Yeah, the champagne bottle bit thing is the perfect way to go. Oh, I think this guy is this. Yeah, like you. Yeah. you get it. What happens with a champagne I know, right? bottle? Man, with you've, that, you've won me. And then, won me and then a cow. And then a cow. All right, now, now you're now, sold. Now I'm sold. But anyway, the point. My point here is that um, the preacher episode. I think it does a really good job of introducing it. I enjoyed it a lot as a semi fan of the comics. Um, 
but I'm interested as to what they might change. And I've put together a short quiz about but, things yeah. that happen in Preacher that actually happen in the comic books. Let's do it. Um, get ready to get may, your ass beat down. That may or may not make pen. it onto screen. Getting a pen. So I feel like this is a bit mean because Dan has read the book. I've, no, I've, 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 I've purposely okay. tried not to include anything I think is in the first book. Okay. So you should both be fair here. Um, I guess my natural brilliance as well will excel yeah. me a little bit above. So I should okay. I should point out everything I'm going to say has not even been hinted at in this show. Okay. So I no don't think alert. this counts as spoilers. Okay. Some of it might end mm. up being spoilers, but what are you going to do? Yeah. I should also warn: this is pretty full on. Uh, if you are uh, easily offended, I, like, I'm they're sorry. easily offended. They probably wouldn't yeah. be listening to the I, I apologise. Apo- <laughs> yes. So it's your fault. You've made up a terrifying glimpse into Joe's yep. soul. Yeah, this is going to be great. <laughs> I love the way we start with: this is, Would you destroy and vaporise your hometown? Yeah. And then after that, we're like, Now make it a little graphic later on <laughs> yeah. in the podcast. So be careful. I really had to match some stuff that I'm not comfortable with. So here we go. Right. What is this? What is happening? <laughs> business, smart. business magnet. Odin Quincannon has two dark secrets. What are they? A. He's in the Ku Klux Klan and has a giant fuck doll made of meat in a warehouse. Who doesn't? B. He's a serial killer and has a giant fuck doll made of wheat in a, me- in a warehouse. <laughs> no one is making one out of wheat. <laughs> C. Bone there. He knits little hats for cats and puts on private fashion shows, then has sex with them. Well, it's the de- cats? Are we, are we in competition Ew. or are we working together? Competition. Uh... It's up to you. I don't know. I don't mind either way. We can work together. Either work together. We'll just talk it through. Like, no one nice. is making a fuck doll out of wheat. No. Why not? I would not shag a wheat a bit. <laughs> like, imagine that. Imagine the, yeah, imagine, like, like the little, in shreds. The little fronds. <laughs> they're they're no. not soft. Add milk. Yeah, no. Add milk. Yeah. It's not wheat a bit. It's Yeah, I know, but I'm, th- I'm thinking, like, desiccated husks. What are they called? Sheaves. Sheaves of wheat. <laughs> It's like, you know, you know when you're in the, the sand dunes at a beach and you're, like, running through the, what are those called? The reeds? Yeah. And they just, like, jab oh. and, like, poke you. Yeah, it'd be yeah. horrible. I don't want to bang one of those. <laughs> yeah. But Odin Quincannon's <laughs> not you. Right. Oh, well, I think... Are so we going meat? What was option three, sorry? Uh, he knits little hats for cats and puts on private fashion shows, then has sex with them. He's not going to have sex with a cat. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> no, whole point of this is... I think one is... Seems like... Makes sense. It, but it's probably the least it out there. It's, 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 it's the least out there. I was just still, re- still, 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 still relatively out there. Better than making a, a cat a hat and then... Why would you make it a hat and then have sex with it? You don't have to wine and dine it. It's maintained. You don't have to wine and dine it. It's not because he's trying to make, like prepare it. <laughs> Grooming a cat. <laughs> I have a I have a tickle in my throat today that makes me laugh like a cartoon dog. <laughs> like, so that's going to be coming out full force. I'm going with A. Should do A. I think A. A is correct. He's, Yay! He's in the Ku Klux Klan right. and has a giant fuck doll made of meat in a warehouse. <laughs> okay. uh, there is... Odin Quincannon, or at least Quincannon Industries, has been teased in the show already, which I'm really looking oh, forward it's like to seeing. Abattoir, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what how they cool deal with that. What a cool second name, Quincannon. Quincannon. Powers is pretty good. His, Quincannon. His brother's called Conan Quincannon. Conan like. Quincannon. <laughs> oh my god. That's good shit. I want to get a beer with that guy. That sounds amazing. <laughs> well, go back to the warehouse. Yeah. Well, <laughs> back to the warehouse. Conan's nice. Odin's not. So right. Okay. Right. You're, you'd be all right for a beer with Conan. Make some cat hats. Yeah. Uh, so no funny business. Johnny Lee Wombat <laughs> is a failed astronaut who takes revenge against NASA by a 
carving the words fuck you into the desert large enough that they can be seen from space. Sounds like B, answer. selling scientific secrets to China who accidentally blow a star-shaped chunk out of the moon. Or C, going to the Cape Canaveral Museum once a week, turning an astronaut's helmet upside down and pissing in it. <laughs> I, I do really like C. <laughs> See, that'd be so good. Imagine working out. Oh, again, not again. Every week. Have you fixed the camera yet? Who does the night shifts? It can't uh, be Johnny Lee. Well, uh, one bad. <laughs> not him. <laughs> I know his visits coincide with the piss helmet every week. He just appreciates. During the day, he just shows up and drinks liters of diet coke and winking. <laughs> Couldn't be him. <laughs> winking at who? <laughs> The helmet. The helmet. Yeah, I'll come in for you. Player on love. Um, I'm gonna turn you upside down and fill you up. I think um, the first one sounds like a lot of effort to go to for a little little prank. Carving the words "fuck you" into the desert, large yeah. enough to be seen from space. Yeah, but if you're gonna go big, <laughs> yeah, literally, literally go big. Um, I might go for piss helmet. I might go for piss helmet. I'm happy to go for piss helmet because it's like. It's all my favourite things. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, let's see, we'll go piss helmet. It was carving fuck you into the oh! desert. And at God the damn. end, he gets, his, he gets his revenge because the space shuttle flies over it and sees the words fuck you, and he's happy, and his life's worth something. It's, but a, it's, a, it's a, a prof, par, parable of hope. I this also that means word. that you, before this podcast, came up with the idea of pissing in an astronaut's <laughs> <Yeah>. helmet. <laughs> it really made me laugh at my desk for ages. <laughs> Just laughing maniacally. Yeah. Uh, Here we go. Right, so we're, we're one and one. That's not one and yeah. one. One and one. Okay. One and two. <laughs> Miss Oatlash is a corporate lawyer, Hitler apologist, and sadomasochist. But which hobby-based statement does she make to lead character Jesse Custer in a moment of lust? A. She tells him you require an extensive audit. Mm. B. <laughs> that's the lawyer bit. Okay. You get it. B. She calls him. My Führer of Love. Oh, you Hitler apologist. You never C. She presents him with a cattle prod and a head of broccoli, saying, You choose. Just got sexy in here. It did. Woo, things are hot now. <laughs> My Führer of yeah. Love? Are you kidding me? I love broccoli. Oh, yeah, it you is want nice. Broccoli. Um, I would choose tender stem. Tender stem. That's what you want. That's what I look for in a That's lover. better than wheat. <laughs> Just a tender stem. Um, I don't know. Uh, but I don't know whether Joe is just like going for something more subtle here. So it's yeah. just like the order and it's just a bit, just a little bit flurry. No. No. I, you I, you I, sort of I, go cattle prod, don't you? I think, yeah. I think, All right, I think let's go cattle prod. Oh, does broccoli. Well, bro- well no, not broccoli. Like, are they begins to broccoli in Texas? Mine I don't feel like love, I, I don't think they'd say broccoli. I think they're like collard greens. Yeah. Collard greens. Mini yeah. trees. Mini, mini trees. Kids, y'all eat your mini trees. That was George. That wasn't really Texas. <laughs> that was good, though. Yeah. I enjoyed that. That's how my mum used to try and get me to eat them. What She's like, look, you're a giant, Rory. You on can the, eat the mini on trees. The, on the plantation. Yeah. And you were walking around... <laughs> <laughs> through the cotton fields eating, you run around in eating a, mini trees in all and white <laughs> with one of those like Kentucky <laughs> bow ties yeah my dad's time. on the front porch with a shotgun just like yeah. Rory get back yeah go on home right uh, I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for two fucking hell two should we go two let's go two correct she yes! calls him my furor of love that was a good call on the broccoli yeah. thing. apparently Jesse Custer is the perfect Aryan specimen so I'm not- I, we can relate mm-hmm. I love the way you're Aryan as well but you pointed at me 
yeah. You're like perfect Gary specimen. Yeah, but you do the hands. What's the hands? Oh, I've seen you do that in the I office. You have done that. Yeah, it's because you, people you leave that? you hanging for five. How did you see that? <laughs> That's how I pee. I just. <laughs> oh my god! That's going to be a gif, isn't it? Yep. Shit. Okay. You know, gifs don't have sound, so it's literally just the action yeah, of what bad. you just did. <laughs> Cut that in the gift. <laughs> Don't do that. That, that looks like you're gesticulating like yeah. Adolf. Doing that for... You're basically recreating a scene from Father's Head. Adolf does do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> do you know that? I can't win. You just did that as well. What's a yeah. happy one? Right. What's a happy one? Every- Thumbs up. Well, Fault that. If they cut that after you doing the... Yeah. Photoshop swastikas on my fists <laughs> or something. Oh, Hate God. and hate down my knuckles while I do it. Mm. Um, well, okay, that's good. We got two wins, one L. Okay. We're up plus one KD. We're, we're wrecking this. We can get a uh, kill streak if we kept it clean. <laughs> Which malicious rid? <laughs> this is this is what you were countdown. I'm just got, I'm moving uh, past it. Classes. Keep going, Jeff. Which malicious religious leader is both morbidly obese and bulimic? A. The Bishop of Boston. B. A reincarnated Buddha. Or C. A sort of secret ultra pope. Oh, I love the sound of the ultra pope. <laughs> He should be an Overwatch hero. <laughs> ultra, pope. ultra Pope. Morbidly obese, bulimic Ultra Pope. Um, can I hear? The... the Bishop of Boston. Always the same. A reincarnated Buddha. Or a sort of secret Ultra Pope. Sort of secret? secret why, would you, why would he specify sort of secret? Yeah. That seems quite specific. But then the Buddha would be... Is that too far-fetched? Um, can we have the description again? Yeah. Uh, which malicious religious leader is both morbidly obese and bulimic? Mm. Mm. Morbidly obese and bulimic. Like Buddha throughout Notorious history, Buddha, you know. but, but sometimes depicted as a, a, a slight fellow as well. They didn't. Siddhartha Gautama. I saw one with a six pack. What he said? At uh, the museum in London. Which, six would, pack which would tally, yeah, six pack which would tally with like <laughs> an idea that he's like fluctuated over the years. Oh, between bulimia yeah. and obesity, that'd be good. Pope, but there is a pope. There is a pope. Who's There's not already so a secret. Pope. Maybe Buddha. You want to go Buddha? Let's go Buddha. Let's go Buddha. It's a sort of secret ultra pope. Oh, damn it! His name is All Father Daronique, and he's has. They apparently spend sixty million dollars a year on replacing wheels of private jets that he's crumpled on landing because he's so fat. How big is he? How did he he's get He's gigantic, jets? and uh, and he he vomits on himself almost constantly. Oh. It's gross. He has like a little um, thing to put down his throat, like two little ivory fingers. Two yeah. little ivory. Oh. It's little so- angry fingers. Ivory. Oh, it's like what's Both. an angry finger? Uh, they're, they're human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a that's a day. Oh, we're gonna oh, do that again. down again. <laughs> Oh, sh- shit, he's on a bagel. Allfather <laughs> uh, Darrenique's gross. Uh, to follow up on, on Allfather Darrenique, uh, his organisation, the Grail, is involved in this conspiracy. It turns out Jesus didn't die when they say he did, and his, and his mystic bloodline has been kept alive through horrific inbreeding. The current messiah is a cheerful, mentally handicapped young man who only ever says one word. What is it? A. Humper Dido, B, Humper Lulu, or C, Humper Jerry Halliwell. See, it's been a while since I was at Sunday school, so I can't remember. (laughs) When we were told about the inbred. What was was B? Humper Lulu. That sounds pretty good. Humper Dido, Humper Lulu. Humper Dido, obviously named from antiquity, Latin, also means grandfather. I'm Ukrainian. glad we're on the same team. Jesus, you put more thought into this than I expected. Because <laughs> the broccoli thing was good anyway. Humpadido. Humpadido. 
Dido. It is Humper Dido. Ah, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think you've, nice. you've like, reverse-engineered. <laughs> convinced myself. Yeah, yeah. You reverse-engineered the In the same answer. way that the Buddha thing did not pan out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. See, that's why I was, the Buddha thing, I was going for the mm, obese thing. Know, I was trying to help. Doing. All right. Beat and switch. Uh, here we go. Uh, two more. At one point, the crew visit the mansion of sexual libertine Jesus de Sade. What act do we not see inside the mansion? A. A man parking his bicycle in the cleft of another person's butt. B. <laughs> I feel like he's never heard that joke yeah. before. <laughs> two. Wait, A, my, my B. My laugh is so whispery. I'm and it makes me like, it makes me, when I laugh, my throat tickles, which makes me laugh more. So it's just like, yeah, it's like muttly. B. Two Siamese twins kissing two other Siamese twins in an amphitheater. Ooh, that's quite specific. C. A nude man kept in stocks surrounded by disinterested sheep. So it's which one we don't see. Yeah, so one of these didn't happen. If you're going to be shackled nude, at least you'd hope the sheep would be interested. Is it the, bi- the bicycle? So, I don't know. <laughs> Who is parking the bicycle again? A man. Just a man. Just a man. Um, I don't know. Sammy's twin thing sounds like a scene from a David Lynch movie. It does. <laughs> it does. Uh, what was uh, the third one? A nude man kept in stocks, surrounded by disinterested sheep. <clears throat> well, this is one we don't see. That's we, good. we don't see yeah, like one that. Of, two of these happen. Yeah, I like that one. Two of these happen? Yeah. Of course. Sorry, we're asking <laughs> you to repeat all parts of this question, but where is this set? This is in uh, Jesus Desard's The Sexual Libertines Mansion. Well, the, the, yeah. the sheep kind of makes sense a bit. In what context? Well, Christianity. Oh. Sheep, like... <laughs> Again, you're looking way too but, like, deeply yeah. into the content. He was like content. doing like weird kinky stuff that has some kind of religious significance. Like at least, oh, he's, have... he's just called Jesus. He's not anything oh, to do yeah. with the religious. This isn't this isn't right. a super Jesus. He's or just the ultra pope. No, right. he's just a sexual <laughs> libertine. Um, oh, okay, well, that, ma- everything's out the window. Then. It's in a mansion which is likely to have space, an amphitheater. So I'm going to take that one. That's <laughs> All a mansions take. have amphitheater. Well, it's likely. Well, it's likely. So I'm, I'm going to rule out B. So it's the bike. Or yeah. the sheep. Was it the bike? It's like it's a it's quite a like you know familiar gag yeah. parking a bicycle in someone's arse. It's new to me. But I've never heard of that before. Really? This. Is that oh. a thing? Because oh, when you yeah. said oh. he's never heard that joke before, yeah, that's like quite. a... I mean, I'd never seen thing. it before. I'd seen this comic, oh, but it. still amusing to actually see it depicted in a in a visual medium. Mm. But he just said he's never seen it until he saw this comic. Which makes me believe that he discovered it oh, in the comic. Powers. Which means number C it is. Number C. Detective <laughs> Power. Oh my god. You <laughs> did him and then you said number oh, C. Oh god. Also, it could be B still. It's yeah, like, it's B. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you ruled joking. out the correct one. Joking. The amphitheater. It was a twist. I'm like, go have an amphitheater. It's like, yeah. Poirot, I just brought everyone into the living an room and then got the murder wrong. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, not, that is really, that's not you know, like Poirot. Yeah. Poirot gets it right. When everyone comes to the library. Yeah. Uh, can you guys actually go to the billiard room? We already tried to solve this. In the, yeah, but I think I've got it now. Second time, second time. <laughs> Come on back. Just there all night. Yeah. Eventually, America. It was me. Yeah. Can't we just go home? <laughs> Final question: Which American celebrity appears as a ghost to Jesse Custer as a child, despite not being dead at the time, and also once gave Jesse's father a lighter with "fuck communism" <clears throat> engraved on it? Ooh. A. Richard Nixon. B. John Wayne. C. Janis Joplin. Ooh. What did it say on the lighter? Fuck communism. Is that a Richard Nixon kind of thing to say? 
Like, brr, old jowly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's hard China. to engrave the words for communism with a jowly inflection. What typeface am I using? Yeah. <laughs> Is that italics? Yeah, you just uh, want like wobbly times New Roman. <laughs> wobbly, yeah, yeah, like all like through a heat haze or just wingding. That implies yeah. jowliness. <laughs> um, Richard Nixon. And he said he was alive at the time of the comic. Uh, he was he was alive at the, well he or she was alive at the time Jesse Custer was a child and the Ooh, ghost appeared right. to him. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think John Wayne would do it. <laughs> what? It's all fictional. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't seem like John. Do you know Wayne's what John Wayne's real name is? Uh, no. Are you going to ruin it for me? Would you? Yeah, probably. Ruin the legend of John Marion. Oh really? no, Marion Morrison. Matt, I can see why I changed it. We just insulted a lot of all of our Marian listeners. Not insult, what's his real all name? All our Marian listeners. All our Marian listeners. If your name is Marian and you listen to the podcast, I'm really sorry. It's Marian. I'm, I'm not saying Marian's a bad name. You've put that on there. I'm just saying what that... John Wayne's real name is. Uh, but combined with his second name, that's not a good name. Relationship. Anyway. Alliteration. We're getting bogged down. We are. Um, Seems like you've lost, lost interest. No. No, you go for it because I've suggested, I thought I, I had uh, it. And then... I really don't know. Uh, Nixon yeah. or Wayne? Oh, is think, it Nixon? I think Nixon. Nixon. Incorrect. Oh. And I think this is, it was John Wayne. And I oh. think this is the only one you will have seen in the comics. So you've really let yourself down there, Cooper. Dan. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. Well, so what we got? We got three out of what? seven. That's okay. It's not so a great right. I would have It proves that I am good at coming up with yeah. really gross shit. Yeah, it so really I'm does. happy with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Preacher's interesting. You should all read it and feel a bit bad about yourselves afterwards, like I did. Cool. Well, um, moving on from weird sex parties and mm-hmm. body mutilation, um, on a bit of a lighter note, I went to a cat cafe yesterday. <laughs> and you made little hats for them. And yeah. I made little hats for them. No funny business. <laughs> no far, funny far business. from aforementioned hats. Far from aforementioned hats. Mm. Uh, I've been meaning to go to a cat cafe. It's been on like my to-do list for years. Um, <laughs> there's lots of stuff I'd, I was going to say I'd make fun of you but I recently tried to go to a dog cafe and it had been shut down so there, there is such thing as a dog cafe yeah but it's shut down well because it'd be madness it'd be chaos it looked amazing the, one of the windows was broken so <laughs> genuinely that could have been it like one of the dogs just, just went nuts rogue, yeah um, <laughs> went rogue yeah. <laughs> like the dark zone dark zone of dogs you go in and there's just a pack of dogs waiting for you and they just <laughs> jump you and take your gear exactly <laughs> Am I right? And this is some weirdly specific observational the, the, comedy. Then like, they get yeah. their dog toys to the extraction helicopter and it's like lifted out. It's getting weirder. Get it. It's yeah. getting weird. Yeah, that's my job. I get yeah. weird with it. Um, so the one I went to is, uh, I think, one of the only ones in London. And as I said, I've been meaning to go, but there's like a two or three month waiting list. Like Jesus. you have to book that long list. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Wait, so you went there during work? Yes. Was it for work? Shh. Yes. It was for work. So it was. What were you doing? It was to celebrate the release of the Top Cat movie. Okay. Uh, you went along with lo- loads of mummy bloggers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I, I didn't really know. <laughs> oh man. <what>. Let <laughs> me tell you about mummy <laughs> bloggers. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you were lined in that environment. There was. Uh, I would fit right in. Mums love me. I'm sure I, they actually, do. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they absolutely do. do. Um, Harmless. But there was like, it was a mm. really weird like group of people that were there. Uh, so there was like one guy who um, Me. he was like asking what I did, and I was like, oh, I work for uh, an entertainment website called IGN. And I was like, What do you do? And he's like, I uh, work for a cat website. And I was like, What? And he, I was like, You mean like cat like pet health or something? And he was like, No, just cat news, cat videos, cat gifts. And I was just like. I mean, freelance? If, do you do freelance? For all the things like, like to be on the internet, I'm yeah. sure he's doing yeah. 
great business. Makes perfect sense. There was also a couple who were writing a book about cats uh, in the war, in World War Two. What? Uh, what, like, got- Wojcik, like Wojciech the Bear? <laughs> this car. What were they doing interviewing? Uh, yeah, just doing little interviews, like tell us your harrowing cat, tales. Man. These like cats that are just scarred, wow. having like Vietnam flashbacks, um, shell shocks, <laughs> behinds. Um, but I was actually really sad because I was like, oh, that's really interesting, like how pets were used in the war. And they were like, no, it's about when families had to flee and they couldn't take their pets, so they just shot them. And I was like, that's a book. That's a book. A whole book. Apparently, about you just had to <laughs> look at your. I was thinking like, I just leave it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd shoot it. Well, they would die Better me than some German. Like, well, but I get, like, <laughs> oh, I get leaving, like, I don't, I, it would kill me, but I get leaving, like, a massive dog behind. But a cat can go in a bag or, like, under yeah. a bag. I just put it, like, like, in my hood. Also, I don't think... That's, like an anime character. that's just, a, like, a dad who doesn't like this family cat and is like, yeah. well, gotta oh, do it. Sorry, guys, gotta put down whiskers. See no yellow. This is what you do. <laughs> like, they've got the cage already, and he's just like, no, no. Dad, they can take cats. They said, no. The war ended. <laughs> that's, like, a really he's bad gone. strategy. Patches is gone. Coping with leaving something. Just yeah. don't... Kill it. That. Kill it. When, when, uh, when what my kind dad, of moral does this book have? When, when my dad was a kid, uh, when, he re- when he was like 10 what? years old or something, uh, my grandparents, who were his parents, made him <laughs> take... Made him, just clarifying. <laughs> this is going for so long and I'm really worried about what Ma- the end of it is. Made uh, him take his like, favourite teddy bear and uh, go leave it in the woods and just like leave it behind. And that was, like, like, that was like his becoming a man. Is that your equivalent of like standing on the top of a big pole? This is, this is, so they just recreated the Roman centurion thing where, or the Spartan thing where they have to kill a puppy that they've brought up since childhood. No, wait, no, that's, that's Kingsman. Game of Thrones. Yeah. And Kingsman. <laughs> and Kingsman. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with a teddy. So then he just had to like walk away and just leave the teddy I'd, in the, in the but woods. But imagine this terrifying forest in Georgia that you go into and there's all these teddy bears just like that. <laughs> Hundreds of them, like the suicide oh, forest in, in Japan. Japan. Yeah. What? Just and hanging like, from the trees. People just stomach goes, what, what's happening here? I don't no, no, we have to leave right now. This is some pure true detective or maybe, shit. Yeah. Maybe it would be like 300, like he comes back, the teddy bear comes back one day with a wolf pelt and now he's a man. You like, dad's the like king strong. in fair. Yeah. <laughs> like, like fucking Robin Williams and Chumanji. <laughs> with a big beard. He just comes back. You what left, year is it? You left me, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Ruffles, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, but long story short, have killed him. It, killed him. It made him so upset that he just insisted I had teddy bears. To this day, good. To this day, I've yeah. got one. Man. It's nice. Um, so back to the original point. Cat Cafe was amazing. It was great. Uh, I think there was like around twelve to fifteen cats there. And what was really nice is they're all rescue cats. So it's like, like cats that maybe like their, their owners died. Really, friendly. I feel like they'd all be. Like, I know like cats that I know. Yeah. That aren't particularly nice I hate cats <laughs> I like the idea of cats Joe, they're evil I like they're the idea evil. of cats no, but they're... the actual reality of cats it's like they just don't care yeah I don't no, know that's, this, that's I know different. that's a that's a broad a ge- general statement yeah, yeah. but in my limited experience that's Look, true we shrunk <laughs> angry <laughs> monsters that we stay away from and put them in our houses it makes no sense at all they're well, the, horrible ones, beasts. So, like, the only difference was, uh, so my cat, for example, that I have uh, back in Northern Ireland, like, any, anytime I see yeah. him, he's like, well, I left him in the woods when he came back. Uh, anytime I see him, he's, like, super excited, so he, like, leaves him between your legs, you know, like, try and jump on, he wants to, That's like, nice. play, play with. It's really nice. Obviously, these cats, like, everyone's trying to play with them and, like, get them toys, so it's like... 
like they're really friendly, but also like they don't want to like come engage with you. You like have to go engage with them, which was a bit weird for me because you think you would just go and then all the cats would like flock to you. <laughs> all these diva cats, yeah. On little oh, they velvet were like, pillows. so cute. But it was it's such a great idea because obviously it's like it's huge in Japan. Mm. You can just go and like get a cup of tea or coffee, some biscuits and things, and just After like a hang three out month with cats. Wait. I'm absolutely parched. Yeah. I know. Oh, now I'm relaxed. Yeah. Um, oh, it was such a blast. Have I, they, like, if they make a puppy one, that would be incredible. Oh, I'd go mad. Um, have they? How big is the place? Because like um, twelve to fifteen cats doesn't they, actually sound do like that night, many just, cats. Like, lock them all up. Well, yeah. They stay there. What do you do they... with regular cats? No, yeah, no, but it's weird. Like. A shop just loads like walking past at night, coming on from the pub. Just loads of cats in there, just looking at you. You can see them from the windows, and they're adorable. But they're, so there's there's two floors. So like one is like the little cafe bit, uh, but the cats can come up there. And then once you go down, there's like a whole like, cat like eating area. Yeah, the cat dungeon. But it's it's like really well designed as well. So they have walkways all along I'd the room, like, little bridges and things, and they can all just like explore. That is cool as hell. There's even carry- like a hamster oh. wheel that they can just run in and like. Is it oh, table service? Um, well, I don't know. Because the reason why I'm asking this, I get really stressed. I get really stressed when I'm at Costa and I have to walk with a tray of like hot coffees. Yeah. But then if I'm dodging cats, like weaving in and out of my legs. I was going to say, like, is it like Freddie Mercury's famous parties where all the, well, he had little dwarf people with like, is this a preacher? No, this is a real thing (laughs) Freddie Mercury did. Um, but yeah, I was thinking like the cats could have little trays on them just wobbling around. Yeah. Well, there was uh, one of the people who worked there was like cleaning up one of the tables um, and then she was going up the stairs to um, get rid of them and a cat jumped on her back and then she was like, eh, and she just walked up the stairs with the cat on out. her back. I'd just lose like, my oh, mind. I dropped my biscotti. They were so <laughs> biscotti. The cafes are very like milk-centric area yeah. as well. Yeah. That's dangerous. They know though, they know not Where to the eat the food. Where are the boxes? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, wherever they want it does, to be. Does it smell? You're in cat. No, 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 it smells good. It smells like, well, there's like tea and biscuits and things. So that's like just filling the room with delicious, delicious aura. Covering up the smell of cat of shit. cat poop everywhere. <laughs> um, so if you live in or around London and you are capable of planning three months in advance, which I am definitely not, nope. and you love cats, I would definitely recommend going to check it out. What's it Top Cat like? I haven't seen Top Cat. What's, what was the point? Of going? What, what, like, what, what would the top cat have to do with it? It's a cat, it's a cat cafe. You're looking, but I mean, did, you're looking way... You're looking way so you just went this. to a place Cats. and they said, always gonna top make a cat exists. Cats. Always going to make a Snapchat. I'm going to make content. I generate Amazing. content from experience. It's just going to be just covered in cats. <laughs> this is, yeah, just <laughs> making a snowman or a snow angel out of cats. That'd be a cat angel. That would actually be really cool. Yeah. That'd be interesting. They probably would enjoy it, though. But definitely recommend it. These Absolutely poor recommend. rescue yeah, cats. moody fucks. Uh, one of the Ugh. other things I got to do on Sunday was go see the new Ninja Turtles movie. Really? Now, have, yeah. Have either of you guys seen it? No, I no. gave you my tickets. You did give me your tickets. Yeah, but I was I thought that was I was under the assumption that you had seen it. No, so you gave me no. my tickets. No, I just thought it'd be a nice thing for you and your brother to do. Yeah, definitely, and it was. It really was. So I hadn't actually seen the first one, mm-hmm. but obviously, being a kid in the '90s, huge fan of the Ninja Turtles, mm. all the action figures, comics. Uh, love the theme song, obviously, um, and I actually, I actually really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was really great. Obviously, like I'm the- not the target demographic for this anymore, and I think, well, okay, you you're love me- pizza and partying. Yeah, there's one and point. Sewers. And saying Calabunga. Sewers, yeah. I do say Calabunga a lot, yeah. Um, I've seen you in the middle of the road lifting up man L covers. <laughs> trying to get in. And I'm like, I need oh, to train. I just want to see. Where's, where's, you know, the turtles? It's just another one full of shit. Where's, where's the I know, I've been all the way through it. Yeah. 
there is one scene where one of the the turtles, Michelangelo, eats three slices of pizza. It just went, like stacked up on top of each other, just like That's a good oh idea. my god, I can get behind it's amazing. That. Yeah. I absolutely get behind it. What's uh, old Arrow like as? What's he called? Casey, Casey Jones. Affleck. Casey Jones. What's he like as Casey Affleck? <laughs> Casey Affleck as Casey, Casey Jones. Uh, which one? Which one's he? Uh, the one with the hockey stick. Oh, uh, that's true. Really? Uh, he's he's he, like everyone's favourite character yeah. from the comics, isn't he? Because he's a bit brutal. Yeah. It was a, it was a bit weird. He was a bit weird. He was really close to being a character that really fit and related to. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a lot going on in that movie. Like you're trying to really engage with the turtles. Yeah. But then you've <laughs> it's got very him. philosophically a lot, intense. A lot going on. It's a lot going a lot on. on. It's wild, man. It's like the piano. Got- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Donatello espousing like nihilism in the corner. <laughs> Uh, it's complex it's a lot of love you got one one hand you've got like the importance of being brothers and then uh, on the other you've got the the conflict (laughs) yeah you've got Bebop and Rocksteady yeah but issues of identity Uh, issues of identity like the the shame of being different and wanting to relate to people but you know you can't because they can't go out uh, during the daytime Mm -hmm. obviously because people will be freaked out despite the fact that there's like giant spaceships being like put together Krang's in it Krang's been in both hasn't he yeah 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 isn't he he was Fred Armisen no I don't think he no he's not in the last one is he because they made a big deal about his appearance and they were like we've never seen this guy before I thought they said they changed his voice actor so I assumed it was someone oh, who maybe he was like a lo- I've seen the first one I don't remember it very right. well I wonder if it, maybe it's an off camera thing like uh, kind of yeah, yeah. like alluding to yeah. his inclusion in the second like one he's weird. gross he's <laughs> so gross he should be that's, that's the thing like, uh, it appeals to young boys where they burp and eat lots of pee- pizza and it's gross yeah, yeah. Good. Like, absolutely classic 90s slime business yeah. oh, they love slime and goop in the 90s bring it back I'm pretty sure I just oh, bought gack. like containers of gack. goop yeah, Nickelodeon made a whole creepy business creepy crawlers that was like instead of girls making actual delicious things in ovens as apparently girls are meant to <laughs> boys just made like really shit like inedible jelly scorpions <laughs> like what oh. I, oh I remember that yeah, actually. I had a creepy crawlers oven it was rubbish did, it, did you actually make creepy crawlers? Yeah. You know, those toys like, no, you don't eat them. They're inedible. You're oh, just what, like little floppy things you throw. Well, really? Because, yeah, they would just like throw I them. I thought they were jelly sweet. It's not the way I am the way I am. I eat a lot of creepy crawlers. As kids, <laughs> Play-Doh, buttons, yeah. marbles. Buttons. <laughs> daily diet of Rory Jr. Somehow buttons is weirder than yeah. the rest. But marbles? That's yeah. kind of weird. They, well, all right, show off. The thing, they look a bit like sweets. <laughs> they do, yeah. And Play-Doh yeah. smells <laughs> delicious. Isn't that weird? It does. I don't know if it smells it smells want kids to eat it if they make it smell so good and they no, make it, it bright yellow yeah it is edible though it's just dough with salt in it is it yeah it's yeah. okay you can make your own play-doh very easily yeah can you bake with play-doh yes it would be gross mm. but you can you can make like ship's biscuits weekend sorted um yeah isn't it weird though as kids like as boys in the 90s you were taught to just like throw <laughs> scary things at girls that yeah. was our yeah. that was the hobby yeah everything was, was gross about? like do you have one of those like really uh, floppy frisbees that was just like a gross mummy's face <laughs> no what, what is that <laughs> <laughs> alright I, I don't even know how I google this without, was, your, me, was, your dad, was your dad an archaeologist and came back yeah. from a trip with oh, sorry, a mummy's no, no. face it was a necronomicon <laughs> I was throwing a necronomicon at Lucy because I fancied stop her. doing that. Lucy love me back oh great turned her to a blood puddle <laughs> did you watch Ash vs Evil Dead I watched some of it yeah I watched all of it it wasn't great um, <laughs> I like the the pilot. end sucked yeah they, it was good for about six episodes and then it really t- I've searched for floppy mo- monster frisbee <laughs> 
I'm, I'm, I'm yielding few results at this point. Oh, God. To be fair, I've just been searching for, like, secret ultra-pope and inbred messiah, so, you know. Got, I'm rocking a pretty a clean history right now. I, I will find cats. this at some point. I think I'm the only one not on a list. Cats yeah. are cool. Cats are cool. <laughs> Cat angels. Cat angels. <laughs> this has been a weird podcast. Cat angels. Do you know what? Whilst we're Cat waiting for you, angels. the thing that I would like to see next after yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yes. is... Power want, Rangers. Well, that is coming. Sorry. Apparently there's... I cannot afford my opinion upon you. Fine. There's apparently that. eight movies of that coming out. Yeah, um, I did see that. I'm so ready. The thing I want is a big crossover film about all the mutated teenagers. So you've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Bike Mice from Mars. Amazing. Street Sharks. Street Sharks. Get them all in one film. Damn, as like I love these the Street Sharks. tortured, horrible hybrid children in Dr. Moreau business and I'd just love, have them talk about their problems. I'd love if the reality of Street Sharks was like they get transformed and then they're all just like oh, 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 well, like, they can't breathe just Street Sharks they ate concrete all yeah. the time. Oh, God, they were so jacked as well. It was amazing. <laughs> They're just they like monsters. Jacked. This is what happens That's to a child when he just watches Street Sharks and Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Like, and, and wrestling. Do you remember the first episode of Street Sharks where the, they got turned into Street no. Sharks? They were already super jacked. Oh, okay, like, they so were like... hench kids. <laughs> it was unbelievable. What age are the Street Sharks? They're meant to be like 18, I think. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. Goop, Goop, fris- Goop Mummy Frisbee. Wow! So it does Good exist. God, you throw them at people. I didn't have one of those. So they were—were were they meant to catch it and throw it back, or was it just like yeah, I'm I'd throwing shout weird... when it was on its way? <laughs> Here's some goop. <laughs> goop, gak. Oh. Jesus! But even like just like balls of. Goop, you'd throw it a wall and then yeah. it would like stick and you peel it off, but it's still well, left was the good. greasy yeah. stain line. We used to put it back in its container. It's fart. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're like God, Even, we were so gross. Man, the '90s were so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> what so were we dumb. doing? <laughs> All the adverts were just like goop, gunk, yeah. punch it, throw it, pull <laughs> it. So gross. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why Dave Benson Phillip was an yeah. icon. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why he's now a guy who just does removals. But, oh, I was remembering all the shows that centred on just sliming yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Noel's House Party. Nickelodeon Slimed. Awards. Yeah, that was all. Uh, get your, get your own back. Just Slimed. throwing adults into big I loved vats it, of slime. Yeah. What's the get your own back theme slime tune? Slime was a big thing. Well, Nickelodeon was, really was literally slime. Yeah, it was slime, slime for days. Yeah. They loved it. It's ridiculous. And then get away with that nowadays. you watch Mummies Alive and have a biscuit. Love Mummies good. Alive. <laughs> yeah. They are the mummies. That's really good. Song. Um, God. good. So Turtles was one of the better movies that I'd seen recently because we all uh, also went and saw the Warcraft movie. I didn't. I turned that right down. <laughs> you made yeah. a wise choice. So, so where it's to It's got overall a pretty... Bad reception. Yes. There's, Apart from us. IGN yeah, this, there are some really outlying review. reviews. Total Films is like well, we around three stars. Seven. Seven, like around a three star kind of rating. The points are pretty well backed up in the review. And the people who have liked it, Mark Kermode, have kind of picked up on the same <coughs> things, like is a blockbuster that tries to do some kind of character stuff. Yeah. It does some interesting things if it is the first part of a trilogy, which I don't think it will become. No. Overall, you and I really didn't like it because it's just bit all over the place like so preface this by saying i have no prior warcraft knowledge Mm. i've never played world of warcraft but as kind of a big high fantasy epic i think it does a really bad job of establishing its world and like easing you into it yeah there's no kind of equivalent of a luke skywalker where 
you're finding out stuff with them. The first 20 minutes gotcha. are like bouncing between this high fantasy place, this high fantasy place, between different species, people using words that you have no context for. And I found that really alienating. Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what any of this stuff is. So is it like, is it just orcs versus humans, big war, and so, then there's like a Jesus baby that is half and half or yeah, something? Yeah, like there's some heavy, like, handy Jesus religious baby. stuff at the end. Like Moses most baby. Stuff. <laughs> I think so one this, of the, the this, problems is yeah. like it's a movie that is obviously trying to set up a lot for a trilogy yeah. but by doing that it kind of makes it so bad that I don't necessarily think it's going to become a trilogy yeah there's some weird performances in it like really I don't think Dominic Cooper is very good as the no. heroic king that you're supposed to want to die for no um, <laughs> he kind of reminds me of Lord Farquhar from Shrek yeah <laughs> like, I don't want to die good. for him um, he does look quite little yeah he's, he's quite did, small diddy boy yeah Ben Farquhar Foster is the guardian. Like he's hamming it up really weird. so much. Um, what else? Like a lot of the physical sets don't look very good. But the thing I do like quite a lot. I thought the scenes with just the orcs were quite good. Yes, like really? Toby Kebbell performance capture. When oh, he's, he's like, very good. But when Toby they're Kebbell. interacting and you've seen it all from the orc perspective, it's like this is actually really good. Mm. Like those scenes really done well done. The fight scenes between the orcs when they're doing the kind of like gladiatorial stuff. Yeah, those are the best scenes in the movie. The, and the fight scenes are really really incredible. And I think there's like there's a really strong and focused point, which is you know essentially like there's a portal and orcs are trying to open a portal and humans are trying to shut down that portal and that's, a re- that's something you can really right. hold on to so it's about it's about immigration yeah essentially, <laughs> like, essentially their world has died they're coming in through this big portal everyone in Azeroth is terrified about these like people coming yeah, through yeah Trump and- wants to build a wall and mm-hmm. get the orcs to pay for it but it's not happening so he needs to get wizards to help I do another thing that's I think it does quite well in, in a different way is m- like visualizing magic in a way that doesn't look like Harry Potter. Like yeah, a lot of magic is usually two wands and it's kind of rays of light. Where this is, and I think Doctor Strange will probably do this later in the year is trying to create a different visual grammar yeah. for magic. There's like there's spells, really which is cool. That. There's spells and there's markings and yeah. it's like so I I played a little bit of World of Warcraft and I play um, uh, Hearthstone as well. Mm-hmm. So I know a. L- quite a decent amount about that world and that universe and the creatures so there's like little jokes like um, at one point uh, someone gets polymorphed and like turned into a sheep and like you could there's like a handful of people in the audience that kind of chuckled at that Mm. because obviously they get that reference but I don't know for maybe you you're like that was a bit jarring I think it's like I thought it was amusing but then that's where the tone is a bit off because I think so like what I gather from World of Warcraft and what I know is quite a humorous game yeah it can be it can be like there's like there's yeah, always a been a vein of, of humour throughout yeah. it. Whereas this, for the most part, is gravely serious, mm. even though some of its stuff is ostensibly quite campy. Yeah, that's a shame. And it doesn't have as much fun as I think oh, it Oh, no, should. absolutely. Is, is there a character called Grom Hellscream? And does he go, Welcome to my nightmare! No. Because that's a thing that happens in the first <laughs> two Warcraft be. games. <laughs> I don't think so. The one I got a chuckle out of was, um, there's there's a, uh, it's like a little I montage really where they're, they're, they're passing... Um, a little swamp. It's like it's like oh, tiny. They're yeah. passing a swamp, and there's a little uh, creature like right in the foreground. He's mm. blurry, and I was like, "What is that?" And all I hear is, "Oh, so it's a Merlock!" And I'm like, "Merlock!" I was like losing my mind. It was incredible. Which is essentially like the Wilhelm scream of like the Blizzard universe. They've got that in Overwatch as well. There's a big there's a big Merlock statue, and if you shoot it enough times, it makes the Merlock. That's amazing. So there were a couple little things like that, and in terms of like some of the spells they use, like those are spells from the game, so you kind of like know what they're gonna do when he's casting 
using them and how they affect yeah. like people. I think it's just a bit on the, like like some of the effects are great, like the audio stuff's great, and some of the effects aren't so great. Like it's just a bit inconsistent, right? As well, it's, it was weird. And there's just some weird moments. There's a lot of things that, that happen, could, and then like don't you're mean like, anything. Why? For the, why did it? That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't so want to go into spoilers, but yeah, there's certain key character moments that just fall a bit flat, and you're like, oh. <laughs> it's yeah. worrying when that's the human stuff as well. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're failing to empathise with yeah, the, the people stuff you look like. like. Some, some, of the, some of the acting in the dialogue was just awful as well there are some there are some bits as well in the writing where it was like uh, they're trying to find out who's doing something and they were like uh, someone just did this yeah, he's been acting really shady recently uh, do you think it means something nah nah it's fine don't worry about <laughs> it is like, that, is are you kidding me it's no, obviously it's like yeah he, he, he burnt all my research that's probably nothing yeah <laughs> it's like, it's I like, watched, oh, it's crazy. I watched um, uh, it's kind of the opposite problem but it's a similar thing I watched Star Trek Into Darkness again for some reason the other day I really dislike that film a lot and, yeah, I don't mind it uh, I don't mind the bit in do you like the film, previous one? yeah I really, I I really like the, re- the original one was great yeah I think that's a proper sci-fi romp yeah. whereas yeah the new one was just rubs um, and there's a bit in it where um, it just cuts like the camera or I th- I might be misremembering this, but basically it's like an office camera move into Carl Urban as Bones. And they're like, hey, but completely disconnected to the rest of the scene. They're like, Bones, what, what are you up to over there? And he's like, with that Tribble. And he's like, firstly, Tribble references shit. And he's like, oh, I'm just like, there's something really weird with Khan's blood. So I'm just injecting this Tribble with it. And I think it's got regenerative properties. And then they leave it for the entire film. And then at the end, someone goes... Wait a second! Oh, I've God. got a plan, and then they save Kirk's life with it. And you're like, "Fuck you!" This kind of <laughs> this kind of storytelling is so lazy. Yeah, and I just I just can't. I still can't believe they did Carl again. Like yeah, the whole no. premise of your canonical reboot was we can go off and do whatever we want now. Do that again? Yeah, yeah sweet. And after like denying it for so long oh. as well, and you're just and like, also, was really and also that one yeah. bit where they call up real Leonard Nimoy, and he's just it's like, "So weird, Khan's bad." And you're like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, I kind of get that. <laughs> he's currently killing literally everyone. This guy? Yeah, he's bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, looked, he looks like Benedict Cumberbatch in your timeline. Weird. Well, yeah. So, oh, so it's well since I watched this. Should he not look like the original Khan? Yes. Because that thing predates the diversions of the timeline. He's precisely yeah. the same person. Unbelievable. Because <laughs> I remember thinking that at the time, and it, was, it wasn't like a massive deal was made about it. Maybe all those superhumans in tubes are Khan? called Khan, so you could say he's just a different right. Khan. That's total made up. I'm speculating yeah. just to get You've them off the hook. It. I mean, it's still a bad film. I don't care. Yeah. You should do PR for them. This Thanks, is man. great. I yeah. will. Yeah, Star Trek <laughs> Beyond. Yeah. It looks not bad. I like <laughs> it, actually. Yeah. Oh, no, I liked it. Come... Because it went from a film that I barely thought about. Yeah, yeah, couldn't care less. Whereas the new trailer, I was like, I really like the new poster. Oh, the poster's brilliant yeah. with all the, the tendrils yeah. coming down. That I'm ready good. to like it as well. Like, yeah. it's always a movie that I think they just squandered the goodwill towards that first Star Trek, the JJ yeah. Abrams one. Like, yeah. it, it it was such a great blockbuster, and then they just waited one too many years. It was like three year gap between mm, that yeah. and Starters, and it just lost all momentum. Then Star Wars was happening again. I just. Uh, what worries me about the new one is it's written by Simon Pegg and the trailers have a lot of Simon Pegg yeah. and I'm like is he writing himself but not, into I just said being story? Scottish nothing against being Scottish his I Scottish mean, accent his is bad Scottish. He, he's such a huge Star Trek fan though you'd like to hope he would is know he yeah I think so oh, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's, he's a huge Star Wars that's why he's publicly known for more I think he's just 
general nerd, nerd isn't he? Yeah. He's a big nerd. If space does anything to go by. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully he knows where the film should go. Well, we got yeah, off, into space. Yeah. Into space. We got last one didn't again. do at all. I was going to say, I'm, went into darkness. I'm a massive Duncan Jones fan. Like, Moon is one of my favourite ever films, and I think Source Code is brilliant. Like, is there any trace of him in Warcraft? Well, what, interesting. What do you think is him as a director? Because it's like two movies in... And then it's, a th- it's like hard to get the maybe common, a grasp of The it. common yeah. thread to me is like uh, like quite a deep analysis of a very small thing. And obviously Warcraft being a massive epic yeah. fantasy movie, that's harder. But like Moon is all about a man essentially alone. And you're just watching him with like laser focus. And then Source Code is all about watching the same scene over and over again with laser focus. He seems really interested in like analysing mm. very tiny elements of film. And I wondered if there was anything like I that think it's in there. Hot because maybe it's just because obviously instantly it's a much noisier film. Yeah, harder to latch onto that. Maybe it's something about seeing things. It's like tackling perspective. Yeah, and seeing the same issue through multiple eyes. But even then, I don't think there's enough focus on examining that if mm. that is the thing. Yeah. But, but I wonder though because this movie's so big if it kind of got like the Marvel treatment where he's been handed like a list of events well, that, that yeah. project's been around then, like, for a long yeah. long time with yeah. multiple writers Gary Witter, Sam Raimi like oh, Christ yeah. Yeah. It's been production for ages. Absolutely ages. Oh, it's ridiculous. Um, so those were some of the cool events that I got to go to this week. And there's one more that I love. We're just talking about Rory's week of fun here, essentially, oh, yeah. uh, which was MCM Comic-Con. Now, I think I worked it out that I have been to way too many of these Comic-Cons mm-hmm. uh, recently. But this one, I think, in terms of cosplay, was the best. I saw some incredible cosplays. Specifically... In the mirror. In the mirror. Oh. Boom. Um, I saw like some of the most insane cosplays I've ever seen. I mean, Overwatch obviously was huge this year. Mm. What was which the best was really, Overwatch you saw? Uh, the best Overwatch I saw. There were lots of Reapers, which you know isn't it's necessarily kind of the hardest one because you just have the mask and like a cloak. Yeah, you just put on your old Assassin's Creed costume. Uh, but there was also who's the girl uh, in the um, the big robot suit, and then she Diva. jumps out. Yeah, there was her. That's hard. And then also uh, Pharaoh as well. Like oh yeah, like the huge big like armor big shoulder armor. Yeah, absolutely insane. Nice. But that as well with uh, Dark Souls cosplay. My God! Well, I saw the Onion Knight, which was incredible because That's I forgot cool, I so. wasn't in a video game for a second. I just turned around and I was him. like, Onion Knight! He couldn't get into the toilet. He's like, I've got this. <laughs> I've come up against a wall, so to speak. Oh, um, saw Solaire, which was also incredible. But the best one I saw from Dark Souls was um, Gaping Dragon. Was Smau. You saw Smau? I saw Smau. Wait, he's the... Ornstein. Which one's the small one? Ornstein. I saw, I saw Ornstein. Yeah. I didn't see Smau. He'd be just a big fat man. So I guess I did see him then, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Rory boom, boom, boom. Powers. Um, You're the bully of MCM I'm Comic Con. You're walking around Con. going... You could be smile. You could be smile. I did you think yeah. people like, give me your Funko Pop money. <laughs> I did think it would be really funny to one year just cosplay as a jock and go around and like make fun of people and oh, push right. them around. <laughs> yeah, just have like a solo cup full of beer and like a snapback. You'd ruin tank it so top. many people. They just cry. Ever seen Back to the Future? I'm Biff. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> it'd be so great. Wait, yeah, Biff. Yeah, I was thinking of Buzz yeah, from uh, from Toy Home Story. Alone. Oh, is he called Buzz? What from what? It's his brother in Home Alone. What's oh, he called? Buzz. Buzz, Buzz yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm getting confused We're, between my bullies. He's also a bully, yeah, exactly. <laughs> between 80s, uh, 90s bullies. Yeah, I mean, the Overwatch one was really 
uh, insane because I guess people played the beta and then already knew that they wanted to like cos- or else like Cos- you have like two days cosplay's like- been going around for that for so long it's now. crazy yeah. it's absolutely insane I love it um, but it was like it's such a good event there was so much stuff to do there like obviously I, I go every year uh, but this was one of the years that I went like all three days mm. so it's just so much fun it's just absolutely insane some of the like really really cool events they have some amazing things here I also saw a whole team of like uh, bounty hunters like all cosplaying but they all had done like their own tweaks like on the costume so it's like a steampunk bounty hunter who had like western revolvers wait what what do you mean like star wars yeah bounty star wars hunters. Right. hunters yeah 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 just like not like dog it gets no, no. It's steampunk <laughs> dog the bounty hunter <laughs> really shit blonde hair and a top hat and like a pocket watch yeah <laughs> rents late um <laughs> Yeah, it was it was absolutely insane. So I wanted to know if you guys could Ooh. cosplay one character, what would you cosplay? Oh god. Because Gav said he wanted to cosplay a gross monster from um Dark Souls. I might be one of the That's magicians kind of from Dynasty Warriors. They've got cool square hats. Oh yeah, I love those guys. They've that would be really got cool. Big floaty robes. I like them. Floaty robes. I have cosplayed young. You I have cosplayed as Spider Man in my youth. Did you actually youth? I have a very expensive Spider Man costume I imported from Japan. That's amazing. Holy I, shit. I, Why have we not ever done anything with this? What c- size is it, it for? What fat. age is it for? <laughs> not wearing that. Very unforgiving. <laughs> oh, don't let Bully Roy see you in that. He'd no, well, you wouldn't. the shit out you of you. Wouldn't. But what I do quite like <laughs> is a- I've got it at home and I've got it in my clo- like t-shirt drawer. But under all my t-shirts, like I'm hiding it. Oh, that's oh, cool. So that's like, when I get a t-shirt out, I just look at it going, the time will come. Has there <laughs> ever been a uh, chubby middle-aged Spider-Man in comics? Um, there's been Peter uh, Porker. Who is oh, the, um, the pig Spider-Man, Spider-Pig. Yeah. <laughs> is that a real thing? Peter yeah, Porker? yeah, yeah. He's oh an alternate, alternate dimension Spider-Man called Peter wait, Porker. So, he's oh, a, wait, so he's, he's an actual pig. actual pig. So he's who, a pig that was bitten by a spider? Yeah. Yeah, there's loads of... Spider-Verse is a comic yeah. where they all have to come together because there's some sort of cosmic yeah. threat against Spider-Men. There's a British um, Spider-Man. It's, it's, it's great. It's, it's written by Dan Slott. It was, came out like last year. It's so great. That's kind of cool. It's a really, really good comic because you've got like... Yeah, because there's Spider-Gwen... And Miles um, Morales and all oh, that, yeah. but then they've got like they have steampunk Spider-Man, yeah, obviously. Indian Spider-Man, British Spider-Man. What if uh, what if a spider- they really went all out, all the nationalities, all, all of them? <laughs> that's take, a few. Take, that's a few hundred. Take, take them as red. Guatemalan Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, what if a spider was bitten by a radioactive pig? Would that be in Spider Pig? That would be cool. As no, hell. Pig Spider. Ah, oh, there is one of them that is just. <laughs> I'm really thinking about this pig now. Spider, yeah. There is one of them that's just like a boy <laughs> that's turned into a spider, and it's gross as hell. Well, that's what uh, wasn't it? Like the Tobey Maguire one, where like oh, he gets little know? the little spider fronds on his hands, and he can yeah, move. and people like there's like a news report, and they're like talking to people on the streets, and one of them thinks like under his mask he might have like, yeah. twelve eyes or <laughs> yeah. something. It's like that's quite a real possibility. Mm. He got the best abilities well, you, of yeah, being bit by a spider. Yeah, when you say real possibility, when I get bit by insects, <laughs> shit happens. Nothing. I just get little bumps. viruses. Yeah. <laughs> does he? Yeah. Does he spontaneously grow a six pack? In yeah, like overnight. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah, because... overnight. And it's really bad representation of like we need to make a movie for like the comic book generation. So you got this guy who gets bitten by. A spider. He doesn't need his glasses anymore. He oh, jacked. Te- he becomes, terrible. He um, like, terrible error mind. with the glasses thing as well because, um, like, when he puts his glasses on the next day after he's had the fever, yeah. and the camera's looking through his glasses, and then suddenly it's all blurry. But it's blurry in the in the frame outside of the glasses. Oh. Terrible, Sam Idiots. Raimi. Oh. Unbelievable. Like, I'm supposed to say that seriously now. I know. Yeah. Ruined it for me. Worse than three, personally. We should stop. Yeah, let's stop for a second. 
Sorry about this interruption, but the entire office started singing happy birthday and it rather threw the boys off their stride. That's why they all suddenly stop and sound weird here. I just wanted to explain that to you. Goodbye. That's fucking, that fucking terrifying. That's really scary, yeah. yeah. Really I scary. thought there was like a war. They're killing someone outside. Yeah. We go outside, we're just dead. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, just one case. This in the is actually of all the safest place in the office. Is it? I actually thought about. Yeah, what if, if, if um, a zombie apocalypse like kicked off? I mean, you don't have a lot of food is the only problem. Actually, if a zombie a apocalypse kicks off Could in general, is. I think I would come here. You think like, so? We're high up. Maybe mm -hmm. raid, maybe raid the Sainsbury's. And You've then got like, go over. Uh, we'd probably want to take down that wall so we could see out all sides. I was going to say, you'd want to be able to idea. see. Well, it's good insulation there. But also, it's also soundproof, so like, you could be screaming ah, and like, no one would know if you you're safe. You wouldn't know if you're right outside. It's not that soundproof. I think this is a good space in general. Yeah. I don't know, actually, there's a lot of glass down there. I had a, I had a great mm. plan when I was in Northern Ireland, because uh, there was a police station, a supermarket, and a dock with a ton of boats on it, right beside each other. Uh, so I was like, good. guns, food, boat, and just sail out, and like, boom. I don't know how to sail, It's not though, been enough covering what zombies would do with water. I think they drown. They can't swim, right? They don't drown. Well, they, well, they just, like, they flop drown, about, though? yeah. They're just animated. Uh, yeah. But they would just float, like, they wouldn't... I don't think they can climb. Yeah. They'd well, probably just fall apart. Yeah, just, depending on what. I guess, yeah. I guess how old they are as well. Like what extent the yeah. old bloaty corpses. Cool. Uh, I'll round off this one and then we'll just go into the Quick feedback. feedback. Yeah, exactly. What were we last talking about? Spider pigs and, and stuff. Fuck this. Who cares? Who cares? Um, so that was cosplay, anime, and everything nerdy about the MCM Comic Con. Uh, we're gonna move on now to reader feedback. So who has the first piece? I got the first bit. This Lovely. is from CJ. You draw on the Onion Knight on that. Yeah, a little. Onion That's night. nice. That is nice. Um, last week you were talking about the annoyance of spoilers, so I thought I'd chime in with an alternative opinion. With loads of spoilers. <laughs> so, <laughs> the crying game. No, um, Anti-spoiler culture is out of control and needs to be stopped. If a TV show or a movie relies on the shock value of events instead of the presentation of the events themselves, that media has failed. The concept of spoilers privileges these shock moments over style and form. What should matter is how the story of someone in a show or movie dying is told and shown and the emotional effect it has on other characters, not from the basic fact that that person dies. I get that point, I, but yeah. that's privileging twist culture over spoiler culture. Twist culture is is annoying. Like, after the usual suspects and you know, Sixth Sense, everything had to have a twist, and that's yeah. bad writing. Mm. That's just going, no, 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 yes. Whereas... Spoiler culture is wider than that. Like, I would be annoyed if someone told me about a major character event in, like, Fargo, which is not, like, a twist-based mm. thing, really. There are moments that are twisty. But, like, I wouldn't want anyone telling me stuff about Fargo before I'd seen it. I agree. Because like, I, I, think... I enjoy the representation of those characters. Yeah, and, like, CJ's point is something I've kind of iterated a version of on other podcasts in the superhero show. It's, like, sometimes it's the execution of a moment, like, what is said, the, how, mm -hmm. the way it's shot. But... If I knew said character was going to die, it would also undermine the impact, the suspense in that scene. Like, not, I don't know they're going to die. Not, yeah. not only that, but it undermines everything that happens before that section, because yeah. then you're watching everything with knowing, prejudice. Knowing, knowing knowledge. To that, yeah. So I do think it does impact it, but I think, yeah, you're right to distinguish between twist culture and spoiler culture. Yeah, I absolutely get the point yeah. that if, if something is relying on a twist, it is... It, it's, fundamentally, it's fundamentally And, like, and CJ okay. goes on to make the point why um, a lot of um, M. Night Shyamalan's stuff doesn't hold up to repeat viewing mm. is because it turns on that little mechanism. Yeah. Whereas, actually, 
maybe he's got a point. I don't know. I don't think like we talked about. We've talked about this all the time. But the Prestige, yeah, which is a film of twists essentially. I think knowing one or a few of those wouldn't actually ruin the experience of watching that film because so much of its brilliance is yeah. in how it builds those and how you see the cogs turning. But that, in I, but I, I, maybe it would affect how much you your journey with that film and how it changes, like you peel back those layers yourself. And yeah. one of the reasons I think we all love that film so much is we've had that experience of watching it, mm. re-watching it, speaking to other people going, oh, really? Yeah. That's in there as well? Yeah. <laughs> the other day, I, I just caught a bit of it on um, BBC Two. It was on over the weekend. Yeah. And I just watched it for five minutes. And just with the knowledge, it completely transformed this other scene. I was like... It's crazy. I have to watch this again this weekend. Honestly, we should just do a weekly prestige spoiler cast. <laughs> but that, like, looking at that Every movie individually, analog. like, that's a movie that, as you said, is not necessarily ruined by knowing, like, the, the big main twist, mm. because there's so many um, subsequential twists and so many, like, like different like meanings behind each twist. So it's like, if you know one or know two, mm. then it's obviously not going to, like, ruin your enjoyment of the movie. Whereas, like, something like an episode of Game of Thrones, which... Uh, maybe the twist is the reason you watch that episode. It's like a lot of talking, and then like yeah, the point at the end is this twist. There's it a kind f- of undermines the point of like all the yeah. setup, like to reach. Yeah, because if I know like there's some stuff going around recently about what episode X character might return in, I don't really want to know that X character is coming back. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm just expecting it all. I know I can probably pick the scene that's going to happen in when, ex, you know, the right people turn up at the beginning yeah. of the scene. It's like, well, it's obviously happening now. Hmm. And I think it does, like, it undermines it. It's just, I think it's just like a, a product of a generation where it's so easy to share everything so instantly. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's been, I don't really remember a time where we've had a TV show, like, for Game of Thrones, for example, where it's just such a huge phenomenon where after every episode, the top articles on like every website are like, let's talk about this Birds thing. Oh, it's really, really. Oh, yeah. Birds of Feather, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's still like, also like, Breaking between, Bad, between I think, Twitter was, and Facebook was and one of the early. Yeah, oh, early oh absolutely, absolutely. The way people discussed that was crazy. Like, that was a proper phenomenon for a little bit. Mm. But but um, alternatively, people can be very sensitive about this stuff. It, do, it does go both ways. Sometimes I've seen where it's like, let's talk about this episode of Game of Thrones, and then you use, like, a picture, and it's like, I didn't know we'd go back to this location. And it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Man, come on. Mm. And I think it's some tough. Yeah. 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 It is tough. Let's move it's on. tough. We can leave it at that. Uh, I have an email here from Craig Chaplin. Craig says, I just wanted to ask if you are still playing The Division. Uh, I'm on the verge of giving it in. It's not fun. The game has reached a point where you're either a have or a have not, and a massive seem to be desperate to throw have nots to the wolves. As a have not, I've reached a point where having finished the solo game, I've, uh, I'm thrown in with players with a gear score 20% higher than mine and dominated. I join with other players, but I'm insta-kicked for having a low gear score. It's a cruel world we live in. The game uh, in its present form resembles a school playground. The big kids bully the small kids uh whilst the teachers turn a blind eye sounds like you'd like it this is, yeah love it love it's it quite, love it quite a sad look into yeah. craig's opinion of himself oh it is yeah you're not Sorry, craig. Craig. craig it's okay and i completely understand it's kind of like it's a game mechanic that on paper sounds really great you know when someone pitches you a game where there's this like wilderness and you know anything goes out there you can do this you can do this and you can get strong and survive and you need to get better to beat other people but then the reality of that is you go into the dark zone and there's five people at the door that just kill you every time you're like what is the point but, i mean this? the dark the dark zone's kind of busted like that was one of I I think going into the dark zone for the first time and finding out how it worked was actually one of the best and newest feeling 
gaming experience I'd, experiences I'd had for years. Yeah, like, well, I thought it was genuinely incredible. As we said on the yeah, uh, we when the beta seven hours straight. Yeah, we played an insane amount yeah. like in the dark zone. But it's it's showing that the cracks in the design are showing now, especially like because yeah. I am a uh, I am a big Destiny fan and I was a big Division fan for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I can see myself going back to Destiny, even though I've fallen behind everyone I played with and all of that stuff because it's designed firstly for co-op play and secondly to smooth out the differences between players in PvP. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I was going to say, Crucible is so well-balanced. Yeah, like, like, I can go against someone with, a, like, way higher light level, way higher weapons, exactly. and it's just, like, minimal uh, bonuses yeah. above me. whereas the Division does not accommodate you in that, in no. that respect. And, um, it's quite unforgiving in and that sense. And that's, that's the problem, is, you know, we were playing what amounts to the early game for a long time, and we were all having a load of fun. Yeah. And as soon as it got towards the end game, you just go... Oh wow! You know I can't do this. Like it just, I would have to put in so much time and go through so much bullshit to yeah. get to the point where I am, as Craig puts it, I have. Uh, like that, it's just it becomes not it becomes a chore, and like I'm not in it for that. It honestly does, and I think that was one of my problems that I had with the division is that I didn't find the grind that exciting mm. with destiny you know i was more than happy to do pvp and on crucible or just you know repeat raids or like weekly nightfall yep. strikes and it just feels fun it feels satisfying with the division it always felt like kind of sluggish like doing the same things yeah, so throwing the none same of us stuff. are still playing i don't think uh, i think, I think few, dale and alex a few of us got level cap i think like, alex, yeah. alex but, might be yeah but i think he was having that same frustration as craig was having where just like grinding and like yeah. he was just he couldn't get matched with people Alex doesn't go into the dark zone I really he part, just does the sorry the campaign stuff I think I part of the problem is like an aesthetic one as well like in Destiny everything looks weird and has funny yeah. descriptions yeah. and like yeah your end real... game weapons are the same as the one you started out with like yeah. visually yeah like loot wise it's exciting to get loot whereas yeah. in the division like I just wanted sniper rifles, and it didn't matter what they looked like. Yeah. I just liked using a sniper rifle. And in Division as well, like you form an attachment to the gun a bit more because they all have their own names. And maybe in it's the, like in Destiny. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. In, in Destiny, they all have like their own names, their own looks, and you have guns that are uh, being sold for like one weekend. You yeah. know, where you can get like the like Nighthawk or something, a mm. helmet, and like really, really specific, cool, quirky things. Whereas we said with the Division, it's like here's a variant of an AK-47. But again, that's just kind of like the problems that you you get when you have like quite a yeah. realistic gritty game I did a whole quest in Destiny like a really long tortuous quest for this shotgun called the Chaperone just oh, I know because, the Chaperone just because I loved its tiny backstory which was it was the shotgun that was used to help one of the merchants get out of a, like a war zone and her mother used it and then gave it to her that's and you're like dangerous. that's cool as hell like I'm, I own like a little bit of this world's history yeah, yeah but I've got an M4 that used to belong to the police did it <laughs> interesting oh, bit of yeah. lore there I think I have 12 of <laughs> Those. A bit more like, the, well, yeah, they were. Police had a lot. Right, yeah. It would be cool if it was like. What's your inference from that? Ooh. I'd love it if it was like police, policeman Andrews M4. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, Has Andy written on the bottom of its shoe? That'd yeah. be cool. <laughs> so to answer your question, simply, Craig, no, we're not really. Two of us are playing the the division still, and not in here. No, Ooh. we're cool guys who play Overwatch now. Exactly. This is from Rob Porter. Rob with a double B, so Robob. Uh, that's not how it said. I think you should get... Wait, no, this, this starts earlier. Uh, following on from the multitude of emails you've already had regarding review scores, this is my two cents. 
I think you should give a score based on how good the game is, not necessarily how much fun you had playing it. Difficult to do, but allow me to give you an example. Forza Motorsport. I think it's solid, but pretty dull, so personally I'd give it a 7.0 if the score was reflecting how much I enjoyed the game. But if I was working for IGN and had to write a review, I'd probably score it around a 9.3 because it's a phenomenal driving game and has a ridiculous amount of longevity, and if you like that kind of serious, actionless driving sim, then you will adore Forza. But, like I said, personally I found it dull. (laughs) So... That is a point. Uh, the, the the kind of the the role of object, objective criticism should be that you are representing what is good about a game, but it is impossible to keep your opinion out of something. But yeah. that's also like in part why we Match. choose someone yeah. exactly who exactly. Is that's passionate why we assign, for instance, to... use this is a really good example: driving games. You know, not everyone has prior knowledge about cars or even likes that genre. We have a guy mm. who works in Australia called Luke Riley who reviews a lot of our racing games because he really likes them. Yeah. Yeah. On the flip side, you don't want someone who just blindly loves a thing because yeah. that's going to skew it in a different way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, and even that doesn't preclude the fact that someone might just not like a game as much as other people. Mm. So, yeah. you know, the, uh, the recent example of Stellaris, that was given to someone who likes strategy games yeah. and just didn't like Stellaris as much as everyone else. You can't do anything about yeah. that. Like, th- from their perspective, that game is not fulfilling the criteria of being the good game that it should be. Um, and unfortunately, for, the, I don't know, morons on the internet who get angry, like, that was different to other people's opinions of that game. Like, you can't extricate those yeah. two things from one another as yeah. easily as that. I totally, with Forza, I totally get it. But, like, if you don't like the game and you're giving it a 9.3, that's d- just as disingenuous as yeah, saying... As saying, I don't like this, so you shouldn't like it. Well, that's why, we, yeah, we would typically try to avoid any situation where the person... Like, it's why, why I would never review a fighting game, because it's like, I'm not experienced... Also, like, in that way, I'm not... My ability isn't up to a level where I'm getting the most out of this yep. experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's... It, it's really tough, and this is why we've had three weeks of discussions in the podcast about review scores, and it keeps coming up. It's but, tough, but it's good to talk about it, because there are a lot of interesting points, and yeah. I think what we're going to keep back coming back to is just that there's always going to be a certain level of subjectivity yeah. to it. And, and it that's will be, just the way it's going to be. And that's kind of fun. I but like that's that. Fine. Yeah. This is why I like on big review days, like when Overwatch came out, because I'm super into that game, I went around and read everyone's reviews because I wanted everyone's Absolutely. thoughts. Absolutely. What a boring world it would be if well, a game well, is released well, and it's well, like, the internet says well, it's a seven. Well, it would just like, be a test. Yeah. yeah. That we would administer once yeah. and then circulate the findings. Right. That's right. Especially as well if you. Great. If I was, you I would know I was going to insult someone. <laughs> I realized I shouldn't because <laughs> we're in public. Sassy Joe. Yes. It's fine, Joe. Gav's not here. No. <laughs> um, but also, it's interesting because if there's like a site you like or a particular person who reviews for a website, you then trust their reviews and you get to that know their is, opinions. And... Uh, there's reviewers I like who sometimes I, I frequently disagree with. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's, but it's always in, if you like someone's writing style and their take on things then yeah. it is just as interesting to read a bad review that you disagree with like I, I very rarely had a point where I go that person should be told they are bad at reviewing a yeah. game because I disagree with them yeah like it just doesn't that doesn't occur to me and maybe that's just because we're in the business of criticism and that's where our head is all the time and maybe that, sometimes if you just come to one website and read all the reviews on it, then I get that that can be tough. And I also understand why that makes Metacritic useful. I just think that's reprehensible. Because <laughs> it's bad for everyone and yes. makes things difficult. A strong and very intelligent final point. Yeah, boy. That's everything from us this week. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Put the visor back on. Oh. Cat Angels! <laughs>
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.